and welcome to Golf Lovers United, where we discuss golf the fair way. And today we're going to talk about eight players who may or may not go to live. We're going to talk about what the live teams might look like next week and next week even, next year, or it could be next week if you're listening to this on New Year's Eve. But we're also going to talk about the Worldwide Tech Championship that just went on this week, won by Mr. Eric Van Ruyen and... Ben and I, who is back from his vacation, we may have a little mass debate together. That's right, a debate together. If you heard anything else, please switch off until you're in a better frame of mind. That's right, we may mass debate together. But without further ado, let me bring on my two fantastic co-hosts, the one, the only pro-growth critic, Jay. How are you, my friend? Doing well. Everything feels right now that we have everybody here. We have a quorum of folks. Uh, welcome, welcome back, Ben. Um, I was joking with everybody last week that we were going to turn you into Golf Lover US before this was over. Uh, but sounds sounds like you had a great trip. So uh, uh, yeah, let let us know how how it went. And Ben, obviously at Golf Lover UK, welcome back. In order to turn you into Golf Lover US, of course, you need to. You need to eat a lot of the food that we don't get over here in the UK, starting with, of course, copious amounts of Hershey's that taste like vomit. Did you do that or did you not do that? Because if you didn't... Hershey's is trash. It oh, is just... It's gritty and horrible. Whenever an American comes over to the UK and has English chocolate, they're always like, oh my God, this is so different. When I played with Matt Wolf, I had some chocolate in my bag and shared it. Like every single American ever tries English chocolate. You get trash over there. But there we are. No, I had a great time. It's great to be back. I felt I had to come back because obviously um, Jay spoke for 97 hours straight. And it was, I enjoyed it because I love you and you're a friend. I can't believe people stayed tuned in. <laughs> I was out, to be fair, man. I was trying to hang up, but the browser was just not working. I was like, how do I get out of this? This is terrible. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. We enjoyed it last week, and it was our first YouTube session as well. So do check us out. Search for Golf Lovers United over on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to tell us that we are live shills or PGA shills or trollers, send us emojis, gifts, or any kind of, well... I don't want to say any kind of picture that you want, but use your imagination. You can do so over on X or Twitter, as Elon Musk calls it, when he's on Joe Rogan, at GLU Golf Club on the X or the Twitter. And we're on Instagram as well. Just do a search for Golf Lovers United. All right, we're going to dive in then. We've got, well, Ben, you wanted to talk about, you've even made notes this week, which I think is highly professional and uh, wildly surprising. You wanted to talk about eight, eight, golfers that you think might end, might end up at live how do you want to yeah, do look, this I, I think we i think we've had a lot of names come out and i think that jay and i are very lucky that we've got some great connections inside of live and inside of golf that we get some particles of information and some semblances of what might be happening in some discussions jay and i've both been told there's definitely one probably two new teams coming to live we've been told that by people that know and would know, and to get that information is fantastic. Um, so if you have anything else to share with us, do let us know. As you know, we never reveal our sources. But yeah, we've been told there's one, definitely two new teams, but I think it's interesting to look at the new players and maybe some of the formations of teams. So I don't want to spend 45 minutes on this because I think that some people will get bored of it and we're going to cover a few other things, aren't we? Like the Worldwide Technology Championship and, and the all that sort of stuff later. But I just want to go into this and I want to start and I'm going to ask, I'm going to give you the name. I want you to give me a score out of 10 of where, where you, if they're going or not, 10 being they're definitely going, they're teeing it up. Zero being they, they're desperate to be on the TGL. They've got no interest. I will then give you my thoughts and then I want you to give me why you got to that score. All right. So this sounds super complex. We may as, let's just keep trying to say Worldwide Technology Championship because that's way less complex. Do you know what? It's nearly as complex as Tiger <laughs> pretended that watching Live was. Oh, my Don't God. Don't get me started on this one. We had a little mass debate earlier. Don't get me started on this Don't Tiger stuff. Like, I, I'm already fired up be. enough. Why have you, you done cannot. that? Why have you, you done that? Be. You brought that up so early. Now we've got to just go back to the eight. The eight players. All right, right go we on, guys, go back to the eight players. You can't, all I'm going to say is you can't be the greatest golfer that's ever lived, be a golf savant and pretend you can't understand shotgun starts. But there we are. Right. So Sungjae Sung Im is my first name, but I'm going to put him in a pair to come over with Siwoo Kim. Mark, 
What are your scores? I'm going to write these down. And then when the live season starts, they're recorded in my, in my notebook. When the live season starts, we will go back and see who was right and what level of right and wrong were you? Because we'll be able to take that eight out of 10 or three out of 10 and see how right or wrong you were. So Mark. I bet being married to you is a right old laugh. Love a spreadsheet, mate. Right, Mark. How right was I? <laughs> so I'm doing this. You, yeah, you've got Sung JM and Siwoo Kim. What's your score out of 10 for them coming across? I think they're pretty high just because you, your logic was sound um, a few weeks ago. So I'm, 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 I never give a 10 because you've always got to save a bit, but I'm going to go nine on these ones. Yeah, I had it as a 9.5. Um uh, you know, I <laughs> the last episode we obviously uh, focused on Rom and we uh, focused on Tony Finau. There were a lot of other names I don't want to drop, but we already were at an hour. I wanted to save the rest of the names for when when we were a full unit. So th- those are two of the names I, I was going to mention. I could say a ten, except the, the- I'm going ten. I'm going ten. And their team will be Sung Jae-im, Siwoo Kim, Kevin Naran, Danny Lee. They will change the name from the Ironheads. They're all four South Korean lineage. They are the South Korean team. We've got a South Korean event coming up. We know full well there are three South Korean sponsors who've made an interest, two of them publicly. Two of them have attended events you've been to, and one have attended an event I've been to. There will be a South Korean sponsor sponsoring the South Korean team, which will be Sung Jae-im, Siwoo Kim, Kevin Naran, Danny Lee. Take it to the bank. It's, it also sounds like uh, the South Korea event um, is actually going to be the team championship lo- location for next year. That's not confirmed yet. I've just been hearing that there's a, a lot huge. of... That would, would be gigantic. So we'll, we'll have to see how that all plays out. But that's what I've heard. So you're both happy with that, that new team, that real revamp team, and those two, you're right, great, okay. I know we spent a long time on Tony and John. We're going to touch on them now. We don't need great detail. What's your thoughts on Tony Fino coming across next year for next season? Mark, give me your score. Mm, I'm going to go a seven on this one. I'm going to go a seven on this one. It would, it would be lower if not for the financial challenges that Jay brought up just because I don't know. Just that's what I think. That's what I think. I'm going 10. I'm going 10. Everything, everything that I've heard that like when, when our podcast came out last week, I got feedback from uh, people that you would know that they were like, Oh yeah, we, uh, there's some needle movers that are coming over to live and, and you know, Yeah. I'm I'm also going to go for it. I can't go for the 10 because I can't have two 10s and another 10. I'm going to go for 9.5. I had a phone, I had a text message from someone that every single person watching this will know or know of who went, you, you, Jay, Mark, he's going. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, I said, yeah, I feel short- like I'm getting screwed here because I don't get the text messages. You guys are shitting on me. <laughs> I said, how shit. I'm not going to play sure for you, you guys because you'll be like, yeah, I got a text from the uh, superintendent of the course telling me where to hit it on every single shot. And I'm like, right, okay. I this genuinely had that on a course, yeah. Um, I, I, so the person <laughs> said to me, the only reason he doesn't go is if there is a complete and utter change of heart. He feels he's gone. But again, that could be wrong. But look, I hope he goes. I love Tony Finau. I think he'd be the gas, some of the gas that Liv needs with those big names. Right, John Rahm, what you watching as well. She's a big Tony Finau fan. Yeah, she loves Tony. Oh, Finau's great. I heard the ladies do. He's a very he's a very loyal family man, but I hear that the ladies do love him. So he's a good bloke, but uh, he, he is eye candy. He is the eye candy that Liv needs. Because let's face it, I love Westy. I love Westy. Met him a few times. I love Pulse, but I'm not sure they are bringing in the ladies' eyes. No, I mean you know there was a peak for those two as lookers, and I'm ju- I'm not just not sure it was 2023. That's what I'm saying. Love the guys. And there's but- only so many times you can show Bryson's blue eyes uh, without without it getting boring because <laughs> the ladies love him as well. And Jay, you've been to a live event. The ladies follow Bryson around, don't they? they have- it's yeah. unbelievable. Oh, Bry- are they all like squat me, squat me, <laughs> press me, press me? <laughs> I made a I've come back. Yep. I've come back and we've got stupid. 
Let's just say Bryson <laughs> is uh, Bryson is very active on Instagram and the Instagram <laughs> Instagram ladies. They are they love themselves no. some Bryson DeChambeau. So I, let's, let's I don't know. I don't know about that. All I know is that when you walk at a live event, yeah. um, the percentage of women following Bryson's group is way higher than any other group. Look, right. I don't feel comfortable What's talking about wrong? this. I'm going to have to consult with Mrs. Pro Golf Critic about this because she's the she she's the the authority on this stuff. So I will consult with her, and then next week I will uh, come back to you guys with with her thoughts. We need a soundbite. We need a soundbite. <laughs> she's got some spicy takes. She. <laughs> <laughs> the, the listeners are not ready for her spicy golf takes let's just leave it at that for now right we were meant to be doing these too quickly what's wrong give mark we're not even to talk about john Rahm, but just give me a score out of 10 i'm gonna go i'm gonna go a six again unless you got a text from john no jay so for 2024 i'm gonna go seven for 2025 i'm going 10 okay I'm going to go for a six as well. Right. Adrian Moronk. I, he, he to me is, yeah, he might be an eight. He might be an eight. Early, early days, played really consistently well on the DP World Tour, um, which puts him in a position where he must have a lot of leverage from a financial perspective. You know, if you're going to go, you got to go while you're, while while you're on the up, so yeah, I, I would say maybe an eight. I'm gonna go six, just just because we start to like, you know, you start playing the numbers game, and if some of these other guys, if they all go, they're starting to talk talk about limit, limited spots. Uh, like I wouldn't, yeah. So I'll leave it at six. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go. I'm doing myself a double score, which I will allow you two to do. I'm going for Moronk for a six but I'm increasing it to a 10 if Victor goes. Mm, good point. Do you two want to cha- have an additional score if Victor also goes? I'll allow that. No, I already did the, the uh, double score for Rom, so I've already, you know. Okay, yeah. right, okay. So what's your odds on Victor going? Oh, mine are, I'm, I'm a four on Vic. I think coming off the back of the Ryder Cup, uh, you know, he's, I think the time to get him was 18 months ago. Um, I think he's ascended the heights now where, he feels he potentially feels like there's a lot more that he can do from where he is and he's got a chance to I think he's got a chance to become the next face of this especially if someone like ram does start to to to, to change his perspective so i'm going to say a fourth of it jay yeah i was high on victor earlier but i'm probably going to go with like a three for now only because i feel like if he had won a major this past year it would be like probably eight or nine but I know that's really important to him. And then we start again, we run up against this situation of spots and yeah, you'd be a captain of a new, new team, but I, I don't, I don't think we're quite ready for him yet. So uh, yeah, I'm going to put it pretty low, like a three or four. I, I've gone for a three. I've gone low as well. Um, I think it's either Victor comes across, brings age Moronk, takes two of the other Europeans and creates a new European team, or it doesn't happen. I think it's it's that stark. It's not he goes and captains a team and a few other people go along. I think it, it'll be him, Moronk, and a couple of others. They form their big new European team. They call themselves the Vikings or whatever they want to call themselves, the Berserkers, whatever you want to do. <laughs> I love that. The Vikings is used, obviously, by Minnesota. You call yourself the Berserkers and you get a big you get a big flame red bearded ball, like like ginger, like with the hair and the ponytails, whatever else it might be. You can do loads of stuff with a with, with that motif because they managed to make a logo out of a frog for Christ's sake. So you can do it out of a berserker, um, right? Hideki Matsuyama. What are your odds on Hideki going? Not odds. What's your score out of ten? Do you know he feels like a six and a half, seven as well? It, it's again maybe down to the spots, but he feels he feels like he's on on the right trajectory to want to seek something like a live. So yeah, I'm going to go six and a half. Uh, but I'll stick to six and a half. Yeah. Okay, good. Jay? I'm going to go five just, just because I don't know exactly. I don't have any feeling one, uh, one way or the other. Like, yeah, I, uh, I totally think he would, he would be a huge get uh, off for live. I can't say I'm really a Hideki fan. Like I understand the appeal with that market, but, I don't really feel strongly one one way or the other, so I'll, I'll say five. I'm going seven, and the reason is 
he really wanted to go last year, but things were put in place to stop him going. Yeah. And we know discussions were had with Golf Japan. We know that. That's been made very, very clear. I think there's still a big money offer for him if he wants it. He's also had some back injuries from playing lots of golf. And I think he might like to go and play 14 rounds of live golf where you only play 14 events when you play three rounds, not 26 events where you play four and play the majors. And I think that with Japanese golf and the Hong Kong golf and that East Asian golf being part of the live profile. I can't remember the name of the Hong Kong laddie. Uh, Jay, what's his name? Uh, you talk, talk about Taichiko. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. There feels there could be something done with a really good far East, far East golf team as well. So I just feel there's something to, that's something to be looked at there. Um, that's kind of why I've, I've gone for that. Right. Okay. Let's go to my last one. Bring in another major winner, Brian Harmon. I mean, for me, yeah, I think he's probably like an eight just because no one expected him to do what he did last year. He had a decent-ish Ryder Cup. Um, No one expects him to win the major. Does anyone expect him to do it again? I'm not entirely sure that they do. So I, I think he's... There's a bit of a bit of a journey, man. You know, I think he could be an eight, man. I think it fits. Jay, yeah, it's a great point. Um, I'm probably going to go seven. Um, I could definitely see a couple teams that would be really strong fits for Brian Harmon. Um, I mean, I think Brian Harmon as a range goat probably fits great, um, especially if some of these other moves that I've that I've heard are are in the um, in the bag. Um, yeah, I think he'd he'd be a great fit. Uh, yeah, so I'll say seven, but you know things can always change. But look, he's got his major exemptions the next five years, which is basically going to be because he's in his late thirties, which is basically his, his playing career. career. Yeah, yeah, his playing career. So I mean, it make makes a ton of sense to uh, to do it now. Okay, well, I'm just calculating these last few numbers, so bear with me, caller. <laughs> Jay, as a statistician, let's fill this gap by completely ribbing Ben for his love of a spreadsheet whilst he <laughs> manually adds up all of these scores. Here we go. Oh, shut up. Right. So coming in at first place with 28.5 out of 30 is Sung Im and Siwoo Kim. Big Tony at 26.5. Brian Harmon at 23. Age Moronk at 20. Um... Hideki, John Rahm at 19, Hideki at 18.5, and Victor in last place with 10. So there you are, folks. That's our eight names and where we think they could be. I do think that Liv would love that hon- lad from Hong Kong. Say his name. I'm so sorry for being disrespectful. <laughs> Forget his name. Taichi Ko. He's from... Taichi Ko. He's yeah, from they, want him, they want him to finish top three, don't they? Oh, for sure. Like, he's definitely playing in the promotions event. Uh, that's confirmed. I think we're going to have a very, very um, heavy contingent of Asian tour players and sort of players from that, that part of the world in that, that particular event. No, Taichi Ko though, like he, he went to college at Notre Dame. Like he's, uh, he knows the the American market. I think he's really personable. Like I've seen him at the Hong Kong open doing some promotional stuff uh, for the Asian tour. Um, I, I think that he could be a huge get like, I know he isn't a household name yet. He's very young. Uh, but yeah, nice. Uh, but I do think that, uh, Teichiko could, could be a great get. Um, and if we're talking like, you know, like even if he doesn't make it through the uh, promotions event, like I can see him being, um, a really important ad- addition sometime in the next year or two. So we'll have to see. Well, Mark, I've scratched my itch. Um, move on with the rest of the show. <laughs> Can I touch really quickly on John Rom? One of the things I touched on him enough. So. <laughs> Look, this is an, basically abused. Him. It's an important thing. It's an important thing that I want to sort of get out there. You know, we obviously talked a lot about John Rom last episode, and I'm not gr- not going to go into detail. I do want to put this out there for folks that. Look, it's very clear that that Liv kind of wants to follow this F1 model for building teams and things like like that. 
one of the things people need to sort of keep in mind when it comes to this is the, the fact that the equipment companies and sort of uh, the the really big uh, golf-specific sponsors have not really been part of this process yet. I think that that is a door that's about to swing open. So if we are going to start to build these teams and maybe add in some additional branding from some equipment manufacturers, I think that that could be part of the whole John Rom process. It could be part of building uh, sort of him starting to uh, to build a team in his image that includes Callaway as a sponsor and some of his other sponsors that are very, very tied into, you know, the professional golf world. So, and all of this could be sort of coalescing. That's part of the reason why I'm not sure if it's going to happen for next year, except if you project this out 2025, I think that that's kind of the look that Liv is going to go for. Again, speculation, but I was telling somebody the other day, I'm like, this is kind of putting, it's like putting together a puzzle where you have um, half of it completed and the rest you kind of have to figure out for yourself. So uh, until we continue to get get more information, which which is going to come uh, probably in, in the next, you know, a few months to a year's time. I just want everybody to sort of keep this in mind, keep, in, uh, keep an open mind about all of this, that there's a lot still to come from this whole live team model that TGL is also going to tap into as well. I, I don't disagree with it. The, the sponsors and the equipment as well, just to kind of wrap up on that one. I think if you look at the brand of Lib and Live, and if you look at any brand, especially a brand, it sort of touches on that kind of tongue-in-cheek banter Ben and I were having on Twitter earlier. Go and look that up. It's 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 interesting that if you if you have something that is so conditioned to being the same for such a long time, and in this particular context that I'm just about to talk about. We've all seen the brands adorn in every part of every single golfer for the last, you know, Lord knows how long. Suddenly to move to live and suddenly to, when you turn, if you switch live on the CW or on YouTube over here in the UK, you don't see Callaway so much. You don't see Ping. You don't see the sponsors. You might not notice it, but subconsciously, that is a huge part of what feels like a missing part of the live brand is that it can only be legitimate if the if Phil wears what Phil wears, and it's whether that's right or wrong. There's no doubt about it that someone that's a a thirty year Phil fan suddenly sees him playing something else and he doesn't look like Phil in that regard. It it affects the brand. There's no doubt about it. It's almost it's there's something missing and you can't quite place it. You don't know what it is, and all these little things just add up. You know these little. So I I think actually that's a huge part of Liv's legitimacy for the traditional golf fans. And whether we want the traditional golf fans to give a shit about Liv, who really cares? Liv wants that. Of course they do. You know, there's only so far you can grow the game by attracting new fans. We all know getting new people into golf is harder than switching people who already love golf to watch live. That's, well, that's a fact. So I think that's huge. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing getting the, the, the sponsors and the equipment manufacturers on board. I, I think that would radically change the way that the, the, the whole live brand was perceived. Yeah. But more importantly than that, I've just worked out our surety points as well. So if you go from what we've given, we had a total of 80 points to give out. I gave out 59 and a half. Mark gave out 57 and a half. And Jay gave out 57. Listeners, people who've new to the YouTube show that didn't see me last week, you can expect more of this crap from me. <laughs> he loves a bloody spreadsheet. He loves a spreadsheet. All right. From one insanely challenging thing to talk about, spreadsheets, to an insanely challenging thing to say the world, what is it? Because I still forget it. Worldwide Technology Championship. Was that what it was last week? Yeah. No word. Uh, oh, look, dear. I got to get get this in. This is some, something that's like, it really grinds my gears about the PJ Tour. And it's something that I have been on this block for a long time. They've got to figure something out with these names. Like these names of these tournaments. I get that. Look, title sponsorship is a big thing. I totally get that that's a huge revenue source for them. And it's great exposure for these companies. The problem is for like hardcore fans, it's like it's impossible to keep track of the, these names year to year. Like 
nobody knows what the Worldwide Technologies Championship was like last year or two years ago. Like they they need to do this uh, model just like Liv is doing, where you have uh, you know Live Singapore presented by uh, Resorts World, like some something like like that. Like you need to have some identity uh, to these events. The Players Championship presented by whoever. Uh, the Arnold Palmer Invitational presented by Mastercard. Like that's the direction that you need to go in with these very with specifically with the signature events that are supposed to be the top events on your schedule. These events need an identity. Like you're already losing sponsors. Uh, like the Honda Classic that we've known for 40 years is going away. Like they're not calling it the Honda Classic anymore. I think they're calling it the Classic. The Classic at like Palm Beach or something like that. Maybe that's the direction you need to go in. Like there needs to be an identity to these events, especially if you're going to be turning over sponsors every few years. So I think this is some something that like they need to like figure it out, especially with everything that's going to happen, you know, uh, with the merger and sort of everybody coming together. If you're going to have this umbrella uh, corporation that has, these really important events like you have to have some policy that okay we've got these really important events we need every single event to have a very specific identity that can't flip every few years if we lose a sponsor or we get a new one so i think this is something that's like really really important to like the success of this because if you can't name the event like how how is it supposed to be important to us so (laughs) yeah it's huge So at, at least live every event has an identity based on location. These other PJ tour events have no identity whatsoever. And I think the identity is such a, because the PJ tour, like I said last week, to me, the PJ tour is only stale when there's not that much going on. So it's like this time of year, it gets a little quiet because we all know, we, we all know that we, we, we know the schedule. However, I'm still as turned on by the players. I'm still as turned on even by like the Honda. I'm still as turned on by the farmers. I'm still as turned on by any of the things that don't change from a branding perspective, the waste management and so on and so forth. I'm as turned on by those as as I've ever been. And it's why the majors hold such appeal outside of the top players playing there. It's not about necessarily just the top players. It's about the fact that once every three months through summer or two months, whatever it is, we get together and we play the branded major. It's the Open. It's the US Open at Riviera, wherever. The Masters, you know, perhaps the the the, the, the biggest kind of brand out of them all. I, I do think that's such an important thing. You see it with like soccer stadiums and stuff in the UK. I don't give a shit whether it's the Reebok Stadium or whatever the Bolton's called now. I just don't know. don't care. And it's such a... It's such a vital part, I think, of, of the next evolution of golf because you want. I want to. I want to say to my mate that I talked about last week, who goes and loves virtual golf and a range as much as he loves going out on the course. I want to say to him, "Do you want to come down the sim? We'll get a few beers on. We'll tell the missus that we're working, and you want to watch the waste management because it's a right old do, you know. And it's next year. I don't want to be saying, "Do you want to come and watch the? Uh, do you want to come and watch the uh, Foot Locker?" <laughs> PGQ, BBC Six, Invitational. What's that? Oh, it's the one we watched last last year, but it's just different now. So I get it, man. I think brand's vital um, in 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 that regard. Ben, what have you got to say on this? Are you still are you just doing formulas and stuff, mate? No, if you don't like a pivot table, can we even be friends? I love a pivot table. Um, <laughs> Queering me, baby. In all fairness, I have struggled at time with pivot tables, and I have thrown stuff. Um, Look, I, I think you two have been a bit harsh on it. I think the PGA Tour has always had what, some more well-known names and some less well-known names. I, I, I've said before, while I'm a huge fan of Liv, I love the PGA Tour. I, lo- I, I watched I watched a fair bit of the um, of the Worldwide Technology Championship. I've got one thing that has annoyed me about it, which I'll talk about in a moment. But I actually thought it was a great event. And I, I, I kind of disagree with you both. While I agree on the branding piece, what I'll say is that PGA Tour has always had... 10 to 15 events in a year, you go, what's that called? But yeah, you don't worry because you just dial in and tune in to watch it because that is the golf that's on. However, with live and with some more competitive Asian tour events, like the one we got this week um, in the Hong Kong Golf Club, there's now need to maybe be a bit more branded. But I, 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 I'm kind of taking the other side of the fence to you boys and that. What I want to talk about firstly is Eric Van Ooyen. What a fantastic win. 
what an absolute to shoot nine under um nine under 63 was fantastic and obviously it was it was done and he he, he put it in sort of uh, Accredited it to his 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 his, his dear friend. He, he he and his caddy went to college with a gentleman that's now sadly lose as he said is has got cancer and is going to lose the battle. So we've all lost people from cancer, whatever else it might be in in time. And I just like to, to say well done, Eric, on winning that and giving that message across. Eric Van Royen, by the way, is is the one name I felt might have gone to live last year to be part of the Stingers. I was very vocal. I thought that was a nailed on. I thought he would go. Um, do the Stingers need to make a change? I would say they probably don't. They've got a really good brand and really good mix. And um, I think they, they got rid of um, Plessy and got in uh, Dean Burmeister, Mister. And I think that they've, 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 they've solidified up. I want to have, I want to just have a moment's pause I thought the event was really good. I thought the course looked really good in many ways. It wasn't as difficult as people maybe should be talk- talking about. But Matt Kuchar, how many of us have been where Matt Kuchar was? Standing, and I, uh, listeners to the show will know, I'll talk about when I lost my club championships on the eighth tier at Manor House Castle Coombe when I bottled we it. Didn't know that. You never mention it. Yeah. Matt Kuchar, how often have we been there, everybody, when you think, all I've got to do is just get this up this slope and I'll be fine. And he's gone from winning a to- leading a tournament by, was he leading by two or three? I can't remember. To then dropping down to tied for first place, having dropped four shots. We've all <laughs> been there. Matt Kuchar, a moment of silence for you. We've all been there. If there is a golfer in the world that laughed at him and didn't feel for him, then you aren't my friend because we've all been there and Cooch, what, was it like literally four, maybe five inches from staying up? Oh, yeah. And every time it was, it was, it was, we, we were all just head in hands like, oh, mate. It's a tough scene. Every short light. And it, you're right. It wasn't a, you know, like you see a lot of memes and a lot of people, like in soccer or football or whatever, you get a lot of people, oh, we should have put that in from there. I could have put that in. No golfer was doing that. You were just like, oh, mate. Fuck, not again, mate. Oh, man. Look, we, you're right, man. We've all been there. And then you're just willing the guy to chip in every time. You're like, come on, you can do it. Hero bogey. Come on, hero double. <laughs> Look, it happens to everybody. I, um, As someone who plays in a fair amount of uh, higher-level amateur events here in the U.S., certainly happened to me. I've certainly made my, my share of sevens and eights. Um, uh, not, not necessarily when I was leading by six or something like that but no it does happen i mean it's one of those things that you just never know uh you never know when it's when it's going to happen which is part of the reason why you know when somebody has a a really big lead this is something that tiger was really big on like when he had a uh, eight shot lead like he he wanted to make it a 10 shot lead like if he has 10 he wants to make it 12 because you just never know what's going to happen that last day especially on some of these courses where even though they appear very easy uh, because the scores are uh, that, that are being shot are super, super low. Look, there's danger out there um, on a lot of these holes. Like you just never know. All it takes is one bad, like snap hook tee shot. And all of a sudden you're reteeing and like, you're struggling to make, make double. And that's exactly what, what happened to Kuchar. So, you know, these things happen, you just got to be prepared for it. Uh, uh, look, Matt is a, he's a veteran. He actually responded pretty well. Like after he made the uh, quad, yeah, he, he bogeyed the next hole, but it was a really difficult, difficult hole. But the last day, I mean, he, he shot, uh, even with that quad, he shot 67 in that third round. And then the last round he shot 66. So look, there's a lot of criticisms about that course. I think that it's obviously a Tiger Woods uh, design. I think that it was designed to have more wind than they had uh, that particular week. Like there, there weren't really any conditions. So it was like uh, kind of like shooting darts. And I think that that's why the scores were solo. But uh, look, it looked like an interesting course. Um, weren't really a ton of spectators, but that's kind of what to expect at a lot of these resort courses. Like, Look, we're we're gonna see that at the Hero uh, next month in the the Bahamas. We're gonna see it at Century at Kapalua in January. So it's like when when people start 
posting these things about Liv not having that many fans at like Jeddah, let, let's say. I just want all of those fans to like just shut up because this is, I could pull, this isn't the only PJ Tour event where there's very, very little spectators. I could probably name five or six. Genuine question. Genuine question. Why are you bothered what they say about attendance? You and I <laughs> have been to live events. We know the attendance is really good. It wasn't great last year as they were building up. It wasn't good at Jeddah because it's 60 minutes from Jeddah and it was 30, 40 degrees with very little shade and no public transport to it. So I, I don't even entertain it. Yeah. Don't worry about it, Jay. <laughs> Honestly, just let it go. Let it go. You guys get super mad though. You get super mad. Yeah, because I've been hearing it for a while. I would imagine yeah. that your f- frequently used emojis are like the clown one because you love a clown <laughs> on the Twitter, you boys. I like just sit there like... <laughs> I'm sat there thinking to myself, right, I'm going to nip to the old bathroom. First thing, 8.30 on a morning when I get up, just joking, boss, get up 6.30 and I start work by 8, promise. Get up there, fly down. I'm like, this is great. I'm going to fire up the old Twitter. Clown, 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 clown. (laughs) Screw this, I'm going on Instagram. (laughs) It's true. That is one of my my most frequently, I was looking at my most frequently used. You are are worse than me. You are worse than me. I I don't care what people say about tournament attendance. I've been there. I've been there and they have no more space to get people in in London. Saturday and Sunday sold out. I don't care what anyone says about attendance to live events. It's not like I really, it's it's not like I care, but like, um, and look, I've uh, made a commitment like last year that I was going to be better on Twitter and not really engage with a lot of the um, haters. You've broken up, but I gotta yourself. admit, like I I enjoy it. Some, sometimes I I love I love to body bag these guys because somebody was coming at me. Actually, uh, yeah, it was Colt Nose uh, um, again coming at me on Twitter, and it's like, look, Colt needs to realize that that like if he's gonna start some of these conversations, like I'm gonna finish it. So he just needs to be very very careful about the, the shots that he's taking at live the shots that he's taking at live players because he does it very very frequently and he's not the didn't only person Colt in the establishment that didn't does. Colt try and work for live didn't Colt try and work for live you didn't hear that from me <laughs> i don't know i don't, I don't know I, yeah. I, I, we, we we might want to seek clarification if Colt definitely did or did not have a conversation with live about working for them <laughs> at we might want to golf club on twitter <laughs> I don't know. I'm just asking for clarification. I don't know these things. Maybe he should address that that publicly. That's a good idea. At GLU Golf Club on the Twitter. Or the comments if you are watching this on YouTube. Right, switch gears a little bit. And uh, we're going to talk TGL. We've got some Boston, Bostoners, Bostonites. Uh, What do you call them? I think it's Bostonians. So just that far. It is Bostonians. I would n- not have guessed that. Okay, Bostonians. So we've got the Boston team, and uh, everyone was taking the mick out of the frog logo. What's wrong with you guys? I thought that logo was all right. I've got no issue with it. I've got no issue frog. with the logo. Got no issue with names at all. But if you slagged off the Fireballs logo, and you were rude about the Crushers logo, you can't then all be like, oh my God, isn't the Boston Golf Common logo amazing? Oh God, don't they identify with the Boston Common? No. <laughs> No. Oh, I don't know. The Fireballs one is like, you know, when you get like an online logo generator and it's like, here's a sample logo for you to customize. It's a Fireball. You're like, holy shit. I like the Fireballs too. Just Google. No, it's funny. Everyone's like, just Google logo <laughs> generator. Do the fight. Just put in Fireball. That'll be fine. No one will notice. <laughs> Do you know what I'm loving about this one as well, Jay? So for you listening on Spotify and Apple... Uh, you won't get this, but for you watching on YouTube, Ben just forgot that we're on YouTube. No, no, I didn't. I went, I, I, went, I went to get this. This is the only logo that I think in live I don't really get. This is the Rippers logo. This is the only one I went to get. I've got a hat for each for each team. Um, you don't get this, that logo. That, I, it's, Look, there it's are not, four things being ripped forward at Pierce. Mm, there's five on there anyway. Oh shit! I don't get that. Logo. Apparently, there's some <laughs> relation to the Australian flag, like the cross in that. Like I heard Cam Smith talk about it. I don't really get it. I'm I'm not an Australian. I know very little about Australia, but I do know the flag. I know it. It's got like a cross there. 
I don't know how that equates to the Ripper logo exactly. You, you mean it's got a Union Jack in it, which is the greatest flag of all time, and proudly flew over your nation for a long time. And back to Boston in a magnificent segue. Wonderful news. I want to dive in. Ever so much for that one. Back to Boston. Hang on, Boston. Boston Tea Party, Independence. We've done the full circle. There we go. That was what I was getting at. Look, this actually ties directly into the TGL stuff. Look, one of the things about golf culture, and I get it, golf traditionalists, they hate anything new. It doesn't matter what the, the Boston team is called. It doesn't matter what the logo is. It, it, none of that stuff matters. People are going to hate on it. That's just how, how it is, Like especially here in America. It's like um, any other sport, if a team is changing names, like we just went through this whole thing the last five years where the Washington Redskins, which is one of the traditional you know, NFL teams here, here in the United States, uh, and Ben knows well as a Cowboys fan, they went through this whole transition where they, they were the Redskins and w- with one of the worst logos ever. I mean, one of the most offensive logos probably I've ever seen. Yet they've continued, they continued doing that. And then eventually they were like, okay, we're going to change it. They went to the Washington football team. People hated that. They've gone to the Washington commanders. People hated that. So it's like, it doesn't matter what the logo or the, the names are. People are going to hate on it. That's just how it is. That being said, when I saw it, and I saw Rory and Keegan and Terrell and Adam Scott come out in like a branded Boston uh, Commons hoodie. Even though I dislike Boston, I was like, I would wear one of those hoodies. I'm not going to lie. Well, this is what they did pretty well, isn't it? The brand, I think the branding for TGL is, is actually really good. It's, I, it's, I love it. I love it. And I want to watch it. Yeah. yeah oh, I, I want to watch it too. I, I'm, I'm excited for it, man. Same. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I think it will be a um, two hours on a Monday for us to watch or Tuesday morning over a beer, 9 a.m. I think it'll be great. I think it'll be really interesting to see. And people are down on some of the, the rosters, but like this is, again, one of those things like it doesn't need to have like the best. 24 players in, in the world. I mean, you know, would it be way better if it had like just even one live team or like three or four players from live? Absolutely. Like if this had uh, like, look, I know TGL only has 23 players now. If they were to bring in, if they were going to uh, say, Oh, our 24th player, uh, despite everything that you've heard, our 24th player is going to be Bryson DeChambeau. Like, immediately it goes from here to here like just having bryson on there it's probably not gonna happen it's a pipe dream for me but i think bryson and simulator golf is like must watch tv any uh more than almost anybody else that that they have outside tiger so yeah i don't disagree with that yeah do you think the um well i can't wait for the responses that we're going to see as well to this, because you're going to get a lot of people on Twitter, uh, X, whatever, that will be like, they've definitely rigged Tiger's numbers. <laughs> he can't hit it that far, <laughs> aren't they? Like, well, let's oh. just call that straight away. They won't, they won't quarm anyone else's. They'll just, but look, he can't hit it that far. Look how old he is. <laughs> he broke his leg. They were, they were saying that in the the match last year where it was him and Rory I, right. I against. That against JJT and Spieth, they were showing him hitting 180 ball speed. They're like, oh, they've definitely rigged those track men. I'm like, no, Tiger can still get it out there even with a bad back and, like, one good leg. Like, he's still generating speed. Like, he's figured out. That's why he's such a golfing genius because no matter what state his body is in, like, he figures it out. Like, that's why, like, you can never really rule out him winning a – um, any tournament or anything like that, even though I've ruled out that he's going to win another major, but you know, you, you, you can never really completely rule it out because he is that good. Like he is, he just knows how to get the ball in the hole better than anybody else. Maybe uh, throughout the history of golf. So I've already told you on, I've told you on a previous podcast, when we next have the open at St. Andrews, Tiger will enter the back nine in the top five. It's going to happen. I've told you, bookmark it. Take it to the bank. Bookmark. Clip generated. <laughs> right, done. We've generated that clip. But I actually don't disagree with you on that one, especially the Open's the place to do it. It's, a, it's you know, most of the courses are 
Tiger able in terms of walking. So I, I don't disagree with with that element of it. And, and but it's like you said, Jay. You know, if, if anyone's going to try and increase their lead, it's going to be Tiger. So if you do get him in that spot, you never rule him out. So we'll see. Absolutely. We'll see. Now speaking of Tiger, we've got a few minutes left before we wrap up the show. Otherwise, I'm going to get divorced. <laughs> And not by choice, it'll be her. So we are a little, little discussion. Ben and I had a little mass debate, um, which for anyone listening is actually a discussion on mass over on Twitter. So go and check out our little debate because Tiger had uh, a little quote where he said he didn't understand what was going on about when he watched Live Golf the other day. Ben, you got a little bit upset. Um, I, I, was just, I, you know, I was just, I don't get upset. You were a little bit upset. I don't, I just, I just think it's pathetic. Like, firstly, I don't believe he didn't understand it. He's Tiger. He's a savant. He understands golf. Of course he understood it. He's also told us he's not watched live and now he's telling us he doesn't understand it when he does watch it. So which, which of those is a lie? Cause it, one of them's a lie. Which is it? Is it you don't watch it or you don't understand it when you do? So let's have that straight. But also more importantly is that if there is any hope of an agreement and I, that comment actually for me made me feel there's no open agreement. There's no hope of PIF and, and, and the PGA Tour working together. If you are hoping to have an agreement and you are a player representative on a PGA Tour, which he is, and he is Tiger Woods, and his words matter, you don't need to say that. You could just say, I, I've tuned in a couple of times to watch Liv, looking forward to speaking to the PIF. Or, have you watched Liv? Go with your original answer. No. But he had to make a little snarky comment, which if you're trying to have an agreement and come together for a billion dollars, probably don't make the snarky comment. The problem that I have with Tiger, and this is very, very hard for me to say, because look, Tiger is one of the reasons why I got into playing golf. He's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about golf now. Tiger, there's like almost nobody uh, in golf the last 20 years that, have, that has lied as much as he has. <laughs> Let's just call a spade a spade. He, um, I love Tiger still to this day. He could do, he could do, he could do me wrong for the next 20 years. I'm still going to be, be a Tiger fan. That's just how it is. That being said, what he said about live is a complete lie. It's a complete and like utter lie for two reasons. One, we already heard from Taylor Gooch uh, when he was at the masters, he was talking to Tiger Tiger knew everybody. He knew all about the range goats. He knew everybody on the team. He knew how the format, he talked about all that at length with Taylor Gooch on the range. So he knows way, way, way more than, than he's let on Two, Tiger Woods played two years of college golf. The live model is basically following exactly what happens in college golf here in the United States. Tiger won 11 events at Stanford. He won five plus team events. There is an individual leaderboard and there's a team leaderboard. And just like in live, the worst score gets dropped out of the team. So that's a total lie that he doesn't understand what's, what's, <laughs> what's going on with live. Like, I think that he's strictly saying this because the interview that, that he did was specifically about TGL. He's obviously trying to pump that up because he has, a very heavy vested interest in this. Obviously we've gone over that at length. Um, and I think people need to like, just start parsing out these words that like, and we got to hold these, these people accountable for like flat out lying to our faces. So that's part of the reason why that's the thing that really grinds my gears about tiger. This thing that grinds my gears about Rory. It's the thing that grinds my gears about Jay Monahan. It's the thing that grinds my gears about the PJ tour. Like this is part of their culture. They continually lie to us, lie to our faces and expect us to just take them at their word. And we need to stop letting them do this. And it's something that gets me very, very upset. So I'm I'm going to leave, leave it at that for now. But it's something everybody I want every listener, anytime you hear anything coming from the PJ Tour or one of their high level people, whether it's Tiger or Rory or Jay Monahan or whoever, you need to take everything they say with a grain of salt. I think, look how much everyone's talking about it. If you want to get PR for your new deal, what do you do? You get your big guys to say some contentious stuff and we learn about all of the different aspects of it because we take sides. I think uh, PR is a very interesting game. And we see it all the time. We see it in politics. 
whether you love or loathe Trump, there's no denying that he can direct the conversation wherever he wants to direct it. And I just think that's what's going on with a lot of these big guys. Um, but we are a little bit out of time for Ben and I, so we are going to love you and leave you, which I, I'm good to do because I think we could talk about this for quite a long lot more time. But uh, do let us know on Twitter what you think. Is Tiger pulling our leg? Is he being a bit of a ponce? Um, in England, that means idiot. Is, you know, what's, got, what's going on? What's going on with him? If you want more from us, you can find out at GLU Golf Club. You will find Ben over on Excel. Sorry, you'll find Ben over on Twitter at Golf Lover UK and, of course, at Pro Golf Critic for Jay and I'm at Golf Dad UK. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Go and on. the Gram. And the bloody Gram. Is it the same username, is it? Yeah. Is for it? Both, for, yeah, for, for us and my personal one. Same on Instagram. Got them both. Search for it. Facebook, Bebo, MySpace. We even send bloody letters to people. But we will be back next week. We've got some interviews coming out. We've got a few things. We've got a few interesting things lined up. Ben's got some uh, really interesting players uh, that we're going to speak to over the next couple of weeks. And it's always fun to do this. So if you're enjoying it, do tell your friends at GLU Golf Club on Twitter, glugc.com. Jay, always a pleasure, mate. Thanks for uh, thanks for more fun and shenanigans, my friend. Absolutely. Today, uh, glad to, again, we've got the band back together. Everything feels right, uh, right. Even though there's total chaos in the golf world, there isn't chaos on this podcast. We have every, everybody here. It's going to be a great uh, next few months. We've got a lot of great stuff planned and always good talking to you guys. Love it, man. And Ben, much love, dude. Glad to have you back. Yeah, I, I tell you what, I do miss the day drinking I was doing in America. I I don't mind a drink, but I don't drink really in the UK that much. I was drinking three or four margaritas a day during the day, playing golf, drinking three or four transfusions. I do miss the day drinking, but I'm a much healthier person now I'm back. And that's how you end up with a quad <laughs> to blow the lead. Until next week, everyone, we will be back. Much love, look after yourself, and enjoy your golf. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>